0: Welcome to Appetite for Production. It's the Soft Synth Shock Jocks. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Your boys, Timmy and Jimmy. Hi there, guys. We're going to talk to you about synth conspiracy theories and stuff like that, aren't we? Are we? Wicked. (laughs) That sounds cool. No, actually, we're going to be uh, talking about all the new effects and instruments that are coming out and some pie-in-the-sky new ideas from some people, too.
1: Oh, wow. Wicked.
0: There's also a little section about Kylie Minogue, which I think you're going to love.
1: Oh, fantastic. Well, I do like small people, so I'm looking forward to it.
0: Tim, a while ago, you told me that you have been starting to learn music theory. Tell me the story.
1: Well, I, <laughs> I was waiting around. <laughs> I was loitering somewhere and I heard some dude talking about teaching music theory. And I was like, carpe diem, lads. Um, let's chat to this fella and see if he can teach me a thing or two about the old music theory. And it turns out he can. So I'm paying him money to come around my house and uh, teach me about music theory. And the trouble is, James, I am—I'm a computer boy,
0: born mm. and bred. Yeah, right? you are. You are.
1: I, you know, I started making music in a flipping tracker. Which is a far cry from a flipping stave, mate. Do you know what I'm saying? What was so when you first started codifying your musical thoughts? Let's say, how <laughs> was uh, at, at what in what form was that? Was that like a grid editor? Was it, or were you a stave boy with your music theory knowledge?
0: I, I mean, I think back in the day, I learnt piano when I was a wee boy.
1: Oh, I see. And so
0: I knew I knew how to read things back then, but I think I immediately forgot it. And when I picked up the guitar, I probably you, I, you've got to learn the chords when you're learning the guitar. It's the
1: sh- hand shapes, right? Yeah,
0: it's all about the chords. And you got to you learn that's E minor and that's A minor and that's G and that's D and that's C and they're all the chords.
1: So is that how you visualise chords now with the hand shape?
0: <laughs> To an extent, but back in the day you know before before the internet killed everybody you used to buy books of uh books popular songs tabs and how to play them and the chords would be there at the top of every song showing you exactly the handshape for it so that's i think that's what happens in my mind as i uh, as i think of uh, any chord i think of that little tiny box that some of you may know
1: So okay so when you think about uh, like say say you're going to draw in a chord onto a grid editor in a DAW. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking about building that chord in terms of numbers of semitones, or are you thinking, okay, uh, like the the Roman numerals and sharpening and flattening notes?
0: I think I'm thinking about it in numbers of semitones, which I think you are going to tell me that you were, and you're not. You're trying not to anymore, and you know you're not supposed well... to. But I think, especially coming from an original guitar background. You can think of things in numbers of semitones most of the time. It's oh, really? Okay. Uh, it, it's a little more complicated, but... I think I think it's a fair way to think about things I'll
1: be honest mate I don't understand how guitars work at all mate they seem ridiculous you like just, re- I don't even want to think about you, it basically you just
0: got to tighten the ratchets. spin <laughs> oh fucking hell then you bleed the uh, <laughs> the sweat valve oh wow lovely and then you run your fingers from from the nut <laughs> oh god y- you like that from the no, nut to Not the bridge big. sensually oh I
1: don't mind bridges they're and fine you
0: make sure all the pinch harmonics are lined up with, well, pin, with the machine pin, what,
1: what a pinch harmonics is a, that real thing you
0: you you weren't lying when you said you know nothing about the guitar
1: yeah right well i don't know so what what have you <laughs> started kind of dumb
0: what have you started to learn uh with this <laughs> with this this dude you've been philandering about with
1: well so in the first thing he, he was like yeah scale of fifths yeah and i was like huh? oh god i did it in uni i can't remember any of it or whatever and he's talking about going around the scale of fifths and i kind of i don't i'm not really sure what the point of the scale of fifths is i really need to look it up and then he did degrees of the scale or whatever and it seems like the degrees of the scale are derived from the arrangement of the notes of the keyboards but but more likely that keyboards are des- designed to go around it it seems the keyboard seems very complicated, basically. The reason behind the
0: circle of fifths, yeah. really, acoustically, if you want to think about it in these terms, which might help you more, you know, the... the f- oh, you do fractions. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The frequency of an octave to your original note is double the frequency. Double the frequency, Two sure. to one. And the fifth, theoretically, is three to two. So it's, let's say you're playing 440 hertz a... Your fifth, which would be E, would be 660 hertz. Oh. In That's on paper. It's not actually, but on paper, that's, that's why it's like the next most important interval.
1: Yeah, it's very consonant. Is that correct, James? And
0: you can't do a circle of octaves, obviously, because <laughs> yeah, you can. You're just playing the same note all the <laughs> yeah, time. Te-
1: it's called techno, mate. So
0: you have to go to the next least complicated interval, three over two, and that's that's the one that makes it into a circle. Or as you might want to think of it, a spiral and uh, or a so, coil.
1: So six semitones as well is the tritone, which is uh, the naughty one. <laughs> yeah, the most most dis- is that the most discordant. Is it?
0: I- Yes. So the ratio of that one, Fun fact, mm-hmm. ratio of the tritone is the square root of two to one. Oh, wow. Is really? the same ratio as a piece of paper. <gasps> That's why it folds each time. A oh piece God. of paper, you fold it and it's it's got the same ratio. I'm- and the tritone... If you just go up the keyboard, you'll be at the same uh, every other note each time. There you go.
1: That's pretty, mate. I'm pretty impressed with your uh, music theory knowledge, buddy. It's my
0: acoustics of music knowledge.
1: Yes, it's good. Well, yes, but it's how they combine together. It's the art and the science, mate. So yeah, and like yesterday, I uh, talked to this uh, chappie about modes, buddy. What do you know about modes?
0: Yeah, I mean, modes are fine. I mean, it's it's all the same scale. <laughs> yes. It's all the same scale. You're just starting from a different note. Yeah, right. What a right, big right. deal. Yeah, yeah,
1: cool, cool. I mean, it' like I'll be honest, mate. I'm finding it very, very slow going because it all seems very complicated. Is he
0: making you list a lot of Beatles songs? Um,
1: he yes, he's mentioned Hey Jude <laughs> in both knew it. sessions. I yeah, knew it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, what I really want to do is I want to learn how to be able to play gospel, basically, um, which uh, I think is going to take a while. I mean. So, this is going to be secular gospel, guys. Because Well, more agnostic, I suppose, or whatever. Um, but yeah, but I don't know. I'm a spiritual guy, aren't I, James? Is it
0: like a gospel using the whole tone scale? So you never know what key you're in. It's agnostic gospel.
1: Oh, nice. I like that.
0: Agnospal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I feel like I really, I still don't have a clue, basically. But uh, I'm just, I'm learning more about how ignorant I am. So I think that in itself is worth it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it really
0: helps to pump yourself up a bit.
1: Definitely, definitely. And I'm not really bothering with like playing the keys or anything like that uh, because
0: <laughs> is he not letting you play the keys until <laughs> lesson eleven? <11? laughs>
1: I mean, it's, he's much better at it, so it makes sense for him to play. Him. So, so, so um, there we go. So, yeah, and I've like, and I feel like I should have like learned this stuff ages ago. I mean, I've had a copy of Harmony for Computer Musicians kicking around for ages, which I read up to a point to and then I got stuck with it. But I need to start reading that again, basically. But I'm determined, James, to learn at least a bit more about theory because mm. while I do like doing the numbers and just kind of like doing it by ear there is you do get stuck in these creative ruts and i was uh, i was analyzing some music the other day and i talked about to you about this earlier and there was this chord which is a flip in which was the fifth and the fucking seventh or whatever and it looks like it's (laughs) going to be a discordant af but it sounds great, so uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna make some more nice
0: chords, basically, Budim. Right? Are yeah. you proud of me? I I am proud of you, and I think that should be like one of the biggest goals when you're checking out music theory is to is to get get a handle on some chords because they they make up music they they really do and the
1: thing is because i make a lot of music that is one chord um i tend to kind of like do it it really just in like a kind of trial and error way just trying different voicings and stuff and everything and all this sort of caper but like just it's really experimentation whereas i want to be able to have like kind of like an idea in my mind does that make
0: sense it does make sense yeah I, i i see you want to appreciate what you're doing
1: yeah, and I yeah Instead of just
0: grasping and I desperately. I mean, the main thing is
1: I don't want to limit myself, and I feel like I feel like a lot of people who make especially electronic music, they're like they don't want to learn theory because they feel like it's going to prevent them from doing stuff, and I think. I think you kind of, you probably osmos a bit of theory just being in the world or whatever. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But yeah, but I think, uh, yes, I think this is something that uh, it's going to be helpful, basically. So I'll let you know if I uh, if I learn anything. Maybe I'll come back and blow your mind with a music uh, theory fact.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: But I'd frippin' doubt it, mate. This episode of Appetite for Production is sponsored by DistroKid. DistroKid is the number one choice for musicians wanting to get their tunes on Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Pandora, and tons more stores and streaming services. And it's only 20 bucks a year. Even more, you can get 30% off your first year when you use the URL distrokid.com slash VIP A4P.
0: With a DistroKid membership, you also get access to a load of awesome tools to help you manage your releases. And DistroKid Teams is the best option for managing collaborative projects.
1: Money is important, James. Everybody knows that. But unless you're some kind of accountant, it can be confusing, boring and catastrophically terrifying. DistroKid Teams splits the earnings from any song or album and automatically sends those earnings to your collaborators.
0: Teams means you don't need to worry about any of the money stuff. Whether you're a manager, label, or musician, this means you can focus on what you do best. Managing stuff, labelling stuff, and musicianing stuff.
1: When you release a track with DistroKid, you can add as many collaborators as you like to the project. All you've got to do is specify a collaborator's email address and what percentage of earnings they're supposed to receive. 1%. (laughs) 0%. These collaborators could be producers, beat makers. Featured artists, essential oil salespeople, or anyone else. Once they're added, DistroKid will do the bean counting, making sure they get paid for every stream and download you receive.
0: You have complete control of the collaborations. You can add or remove collaborators and change splits at any time. Collaborators can only see the percentage they're receiving, so everyone's privacy is protected.
1: Teams is free to all DistroKid members. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash A4P to sign up and get 30% off your first year.
0: Tim, a new plugin has been released. Oh, my God. Oh, now, hang on. This looks a bit familiar. Uh, This is IK Multimedia's Mixbox, which is a virtual channel strip plugin. It's a Lunchbox-style, API-style, if you will, 500-style virtual rack. Where you plop a bunch of different processes and uh, use them to make a mix. It's a channel strip, right?
1: Yeah. It looks very familiar to something, James. What is that thing?
0: Uh, it looks quite familiar to something which I believe is called Slate Digital VMR, <laughs> Virtual Mix Rack.
1: Yeah. I mean, I haven't, this is the first time learning about this thing. Uh, I haven't heard it at all. It does look very, very similar <laughs> to VMR, but hey, I mean, I guess a load of flipping
0: uh, rack modules together. So, <laughs> what it's going to look like. So what you have, when you load this up on the channel, you have eight slots.
1: Why only eight slots?
0: I'm not sure. that It seems a seems bit of a weird, silly maybe. limitation. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think most people are going to be using up to 32 slots, but not allowing yeah. them to seems a bit strange. But in these eight slots, you can put one of 70 processors. Now, these, according to IK, are derived from <laughs> T-Rack S, Amplitude, and Sample Tank. So basically... All the stuff that they already do already, they've got effects, processes as part of those packages, Mm. and um, these come from those, basically. I mean... They already do this T-Rack S, which I still call T-Rack S, but it's probably meant to be called Tracks. But I don't care because it's spelled it's T-Rack, T-Rack S.
1: I think it's T-Racks, mate. But I like how you say. Uh, T-Rack is it t rex
0: like T-Rex?
1: Yeah, because yeah, it's because it's like a monster of a plugin that's going to devour your mixdown. Then why
0: are they call? Why is the S capitalized on the end? Because
1: it looks cool, mate. Look at it. Uh,
0: I mean, it does look kind of cool.
1: The S stands for sexy. sexy oh, sounds. that
0: is a sexy word. Uh, that that. TRAX, T Rex. T Rex? <laughs> T Rex T Rex. Fuck's me? sake, T Rex. <laughs> T-Rex is actually pretty similar and there's very much the same philosophy, except you don't put a bunch of things together, I don't think. You just have a bunch of processes mm. and you're calling one at a time up in the same thing. The elephant in the room here, is it, this isn't that massively new?
1: No, not really. I mean, I guess the main difference between this and uh, Slate VMR is that with Slate VMR, you basically just get a handful of uh, processors. Yeah. And they want you to buy the rest or get their monthly subscription. Mm. I mean, I guess you just get everything
0: here. You get 70 things. 70? Now, they oh, are...
1: Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it's,
0: it's basically, it's a mix of... Um, studio effects like compressors and eqs and stuff like that um amp modules because uh some of them have been taken for amplitude so you get like um you can rock out you get your blocks out you get different amp modules uh sort of the guitar eq modules and uh cabinet emulating modules obviously it doesn't look like that because it looks like a lovely channel strip um but that's what the tech is and and utilities and stuff like that so there is a lot of stuff here no matter that it's also present in other packages I think it's it's it is actually quite a good idea and uh, I think it's better than what was it called t-rex t-r-access T- i think it's t-r-access t-r-access that's better because it's like access it yeah makes, exactly yeah mate. makes music more accessible <laughs> uh, i think it's probably better than that because you can look at a bunch of them at the same time and you can save all your presets and stuff i'm sure you can do that in t-rack SS access um,
1: <laughs> it's not t-rack SS. <laughs>
0: We also saw recently PSP in, in trip. Do you remember looking at that? I bet you don't. No, I really don't. But what the hell was it, it's that? It's not like I came over to your house and did Showed a podcast. and Oh, well, well,
1: really? Okay. That's I a... see a look. I see a lot of plugins, man.
0: <laughs> so do I, I, I. need to
1: remember one plugin. <laughs> so do I. How, wow. how do you
0: think I come to your house and tell you about a bunch of plugins <laughs> if I don't see all those plugins? I don't know. Goblins? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, PSP in trip was... Was a uh, other recent release that's of the same ilk in the same vein, shall we say? Yeah. Huh? Um, I'd I'd quite like to do a review of Mixbox and PSP and Slate and see if there's anyone else with similar stuff out there.
1: Oh, are well, you going to try and black like, sun kind of round up then, Sunny Majimbo. i I'm
0: thinking about it. I mean, this is
1: seventy is a lot, mate. Let's talk clams.
0: Clams. Okay. Introductory clams. Introductory clam. 199 euros slash dollar (laughs) clam. After the introductory clam price is over, you get the rego clam price, which is 299.
1: Not such a crazy bargain, it feels like. It feels like it's gone up a level, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I think this is more worth the uh, 200 or 150-ish.
1: I mean I know, I realise it's not a one for one for comparison, but couldn't you aren't you on your way to getting a flipping Sound Toys bundle with that kind of dollar?
0: I don't like the Sound Toys bundle, but we'll what? leave that for another day. Whoa! Oh, well no, hang on, you oh, can't just uh, drop that uh,
1: bombshell and not want to talk about we'll it. We'll
0: leave that for another oh day. Oh my
1: god. Denied. Well, look. I'm going to say, you're wrong. Let's carry on talking about Mixbox.
0: The Infinistrip option from PSP has 24 choices of of module. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure how much Slate it has, but they're all like, not only are there not as many in VMR, but they're really geared towards like classic, classic effects. You know? Your old neaves. school. Yeah, old school compressors, old school preamps, old school EQs and stuff where you can't see what you're doing. You're just twisting a bunch of knobs. Mm. Um, so I do like the concept of this better. Uh, I believe I may have a T-Rex uh, license. Okay. But I didn't like that. And sometimes with the IK Multimedia stuff, I feel that the plugins themselves, the interfaces can be a bit slow. I don't know if you know what slow? I mean. Slow? Well, it doesn't feel very immediate when you turn a knob. No, oh, really like the interface takes a, it has a bit of lag on it it's it's not quite a seamless experience you're it's very chunky and sort of it doesn't feel it doesn't feel great to use all the time but i don't know if that's going to be the case with mixbox who does mm,
1: i mean i've never noticed that i mean my my thoughts on this would be how good does this sound i mean vmr sounds wicked so mm. they've got a mountain to climb to kind of compete with that really. Okay. And though, you know, you know, I came altimedia, they do some decent stuff. And do you know what? T Rex back in the day or whatever was very, very popular, basically. Like in the in the dawn of the VST era, that was something that it seemed like a lot of people were using.
0: Let me tell you another thing that's in this. Um, I said that it's got amp modules in it, but it's also got uh guitar stump box pedal modules from Amplitude. Oh. So you can actually do creative effects and, you know, you can whip a phaser on there. So it's
1: guitar as well.
0: Exactly. They're sort of taking a bite out of both ends of the candle. Oh, wow. And they're going to get a very waxy stomach.
1: Mm-hmm. Should we talk
0: about uh, cross-grades? You can cross-grade from what? 1, 4, 9, nine, nine euro. Yeah, it's all right if you already got an iGame Multimedia account. I find didn't That's a have... sale
1: price, by the way. It's like
0: 200 uh, euro normally. Right. I don't know what I would buy if I was going between this slate and Infinite Rip. It would be quite a hard decision, but I like the fact that it's got 70 things. The other weird thing is that T-Rex... I'm still really trying to pronounce that properly. The T-Rex... Was basically pitched as a mixing and mastering plugin suite, yeah. but has become more and more. It's ma- more of a
1: mastering thing. I it think, is really.
0: definitely. Certainly now it's more mastering and it's got level matching and stuff like that. So I think they're probably like trying to push that towards mastering and bringing this in for mixing, but they're still sort of branding T Rex Access Rex X Rex <laughs> as mixing and mastering. But yeah, I think this would be way better for mixing. Yeah. Mm,
1: I bought VMR. It does sound good. I don't use it that much. What do you reckon the PSP one's like?
0: Uh, I think the PSP one is probably cool, and it looks... How do I put this? It looks smaller. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> like, wait, What's th- it called,
1: PSP Infinite Strip? It yeah. sounds like a hygiene product.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's infinitely configurable and has zero latency, James. That's what you need to know about it.
0: It's nicer looking, where the IK multimedia stuff can be a bit blocky, a bit, uh, a bit too colourful. Do you see what I mean? I guess...
1: I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't really care how it looks as long as it sounds sick, mate. Uh,
0: Anyway, let's move on from that. In other news related to guitar pedals put into rack format, did you see that Behringer have uh, announced a concept picture of just that?
1: Um, I did. I mean, (laughs) putting a pitch on the internet doesn't really mean anything necessarily. Uh, I did see some headline about this. I didn't read the story, but like a... They want to clone a load of guitar pedals and sell them for twenty nine bucks. Is that right? That's
0: some of the story, but you know how they're going into Eurorec. Uh, they're trying to get into Eurorec in a big way, mm. and the story really is that they're not just going to clone a load of guitar pedal- pedals, which they do already. They're going to sort of port them to a Eurorec format, mm. and yes, sell them for twenty nine dollars. Probably that it seems, seems
1: cheap AF, buddy. Yeah, I mean
0: obviously you lose the stomp and you get a sort of you know, you get audio um patch ports. Mm. And so, you know, they're guitar pedals, but they're not guitar pedals.
1: Who so who does this appeal to guitarists or synth nerds? I
0: think I think a bit of both. Uh, it appeals to guitarists who kind of like synths and <laughs> actually messing with their signals and appeals to synth people who kind of like guitars. There
1: must be some way to rig up a thing where you've got to stompbox the controller that you plug into a fucking Euro rack. Well, maybe it's a load of hassle. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, different sizes of pedals is probably the biggest problem, you know, or like you could sort of Hold it on there, but well, I'm not got... thinking
1: you're actually going to put the pedal itself in the rack. I'm thinking that would be some kind of
0: separate. Oh, you uh... mean you, you put the signal out to it and back in again? Something like that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. I don't know how it works with impedance because guitar signals uh. are weedly and crappy, and so pedals are meant to handle weedly crappy ones,
1: right? Okay, and so
0: if you're busting like a line level signal out of a mixer or out of a uh, modular setup. Uh, maybe different pedals won't quite handle that properly. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, so there is a kind of... There are rationalizations and justifications for this. Uh, you will notice on the uh, on the picture that they posted, which was Facebook, they got a lot of uh, repeating renders of yeah, the different yeah. things here. Like, they've, they've rendered a few concept Eurorack guitar pedals, and uh, mostly boss ones by the look of it. Mm. And um, they've just repeated those. So... They could have gone a bit harder on that.
1: Well, I mean, this feels like the work of marketing and Photoshop people and maybe just the crazy mind of Uli Beringer rather than a serious sort of thing or whatever. So, yeah, I mean... I'm sure if they get into the biz, they'll make loads of different ones.
0: But they are uh, sort of sending out a little test balloon and saying, what do people think about this? And they did it on Facebook, as they often do, and so I thought I'd read out some of the comments. Oh, brilliant! Yes! Uh, Someone says, I can see this being adopted. There would have to be a consortium of sorts established, but it seems (laughs) to be a very logical step forward. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any consortium. What kind of consortium (laughs) would this be, exactly? (laughs) Some people are basically asking if they are considering adding additional cv controls so you can do a bit more than you could with the guitar pedal because obviously guitar pedals don't really think about cv uh, in the ecosystem they just think about getting stomped on
1: yeah yeah i mean it doesn't seem to be just porting them in this fashion where they've literally in some of these cases just gotten in and out that doesn't seem to be making the most of the potential of modular
0: yeah 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 um any effect which is time-based someone's pointed out uh they could all be clocked from the same thing which is great you know if you've if everything's synced up Mm. you've got like steppy effects and rhythmic depths and lfos going off then you could all fire those from the same things yeah people are basically criticizing the fact that they haven't put any cv controllers on these renders i'm sure they'd put some cv in there in the real world right
1: uh, maybe. I mean, maybe they just want to flog a load of super cheap clones.
0: Yeah, so I, th- I think it's a cool idea to do this in the first place, whether it's Behringer or whether it's anyone else, you know, guitar pedal style things. I mean, you could say that modular gear is just like guitar pedals. It's just in a completely different format. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that it's Behringer means they will take well-known, recognised pedal models and uh, put them into Eurorack. And if they can sell them for $29... Yeah, I mean...
1: I don't know, mate. I ha- I don't think everyone who's making Pedals That Cheap is having a lovely time. That's all I'm saying.
0: Uh, I I tend to think that you may be right. Mm. But who knows? Maybe they're all having, like, Taco Tuesday. I, do you know what? <laughs> I, I don't reckon there is a
1: Taco Tuesday, mate. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure these will be successful anyway. Whatever. i am like... Bering has basically got a license to print money by not caring about licensing, I think it's fair to say. What do you reckon?
0: Maybe Falafel Friday?
1: (laughs) Dream on, buddy!
0: All right, there is a new compressor on the market, Tim. <laughs> oh, who, wow. Who would have thought it? Wow,
1: another one. Haven't we got enough yet?
0: This is by a company called AOM and it is called New Compressor. Mmm. Because it's new.
1: Yeah, nice. Uh, that's NU, right? It's yeah.
0: For nude. Yeah, just in case you didn't get that. So what do you see when you look at this interface? You see on the left, a traditional compressor, right? Yeah. And what do you see on the right?
1: What looks like a flipping uh, launch pads, mate. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, loads of colourful buttons.
0: Exactly. You have, what, like 46 different buttons in different colours. And they are, I guess one way to call them is preset selectors. Right, okay. So you have options like transient crush, tight snare, steady vocal, pad compression, fat kick... Optical LA, FET1, FET2, backing vocal, heavy drive. Are you am read all of these. Yeah, just, just cherry pick them.
1: Look, I like the sound of beta smoother, but I'm already quite smooth, so I don't know if I'd need that. Well,
0: as opposed to you, I am slightly edgy.
1: Oh, yeah, you are.
0: <laughs> but polished.
1: So are these just like a load of presets, basically?
0: Well, I mean, they are presets, but... They are more, like, choosing how you want the it's compressor. Got, they've
1: got 90-plus hidden parameters for the 52 programs, yeah. made. Yeah, That's sorry. That's what it's all about, mate. I
0: said 46 before. It's 52. I uh, clearly added up incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, but they, they say that there are 90 hidden parameters behind the so scenes. So they're
1: not just presets. They've got hidden parameters, mate.
0: Yeah, so, exactly. You can't call it a preset because you can make the thing yourself. Yeah, right. Those... 90 hidden parameters control things like uh, reduction, curve shape, envelope generation algorithm, knee shape, and stuff like that. So okay, it's a lot of real estate to use on the interface to choose what type of compressor you've got. Mm. Although I think you can fold that back in, which is fair enough. <laughs> nice. No, Suck it back <laughs> in, wicked. Uh, it, it's, it looks quite good, but... One negative is that it is 300 US clams.
1: It's a lot of money, mate. Better sound good.
0: Uh, Yeah, exactly. I mean, it it looks like a good compressor, but for 300, I would want... uh, It looks very versatile, but I'd want a bit more sort of visual feedback about exactly how the game reduction is going. I'm talking Pro-C sort of feedback.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I'm trying to find uh, what AOM stands for and i can't
0: i don't know art of music something like that oh
1: no nice. oh i like that well let's just call it that yeah, yeah wicked okay on their frequently asked questions page on the website question i have a nice idea for am products can i send it to you answer no please do not send your idea
0: to us <laughs> i think that i think that's actually quite normal um because you get these people these patent trolls and stuff who say like ah. Uh, I gave you this idea for a, a mm. compressor that has two settings. Yeah. And then they, uh, they, they try and sue them or something.
1: Yeah, it's uh, in in order to avoid uh, troubles about intellectual property and trade secrets, etc., etc. So yeah, don't send your ideas to them. Send them to us instead. <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll make a load of money off it and uh, you never see
0: us again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you'll make a load of money off it.
1: Uh, Wicked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wicked. I like the sound of that. Uh, uh, so what's your overall thoughts on this uh, compressor then?
0: It's, it, it looks, good actually it's the kind of thing i'd be interested in i like the idea of selecting how it works separately to what all the settings are because you know you may want to use it for a particular situation but i know i think i just prefer to see what parameters are actually doing like if you're messing around with a reduction curve shape Mm. i'd rather be able to draw that myself maybe Mm. but i i quite like this the look of it um i probably i don't think that many will because <laughs> if you want to pay 300 for a compressor i know it's got a lot of settings that's nice but uh there's a lot of other options
1: if you want to try demo though james uh-huh. just install the flipping plug you
0: now you'll get a uh, demo license well anyway that is aom's new compressor it's new tim new
1: it's, it's nudes mates
0: It is time to talk about the serious thing now. Mm. It's Kylie Minogue, Oh,
1: thank God.
0: She has uh, announced that she has learned logic.
1: Oh, fantastic. This is great news, James, clearly. This
0: comes from a Billboard article with a little interview with Kylie Minogue, who said that because of lockdown, she had to uh, record her uh, new album, Disco, in in her house, basically on her own with a bit of help from... uh, some remote producers. So she has a recorder in her house and uh, she says uh, it's very exciting to get the equipment, fire up my logical, rational brain and find the right place in the house to put the microphone.
1: Oh, yeah. Go, girl.
0: I was dragging around duvets and blankets and clothes racks to make my lounge. Good for sound. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wicked.
0: Uh, which, yeah, we've all done it. Don't worry, Kylie. We've, we've all been there dragging um, rack after rack of clothes around the house just to <laughs> try and get a bit of reverb dampening on the thing. Apparently, she'd already used GarageBand in the past and uh, she was upgrading to Logic. Mm -hmm. She says, if 11-year-olds can do this in their bedroom, I can figure this out too. (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, 11-year-olds are geniuses. So fair play for, you know, stepping up to the plate on that one.
0: See, with Kylie Minogue, I would have thought she would use a Korg mini log. Because that's basically an anagram of her name. Oh,
1: nice. Yeah. Oh, maybe she'll come out with a uh, Minogue mini log edition. What do you reckon? Yeah, I
0: think, I mean, she's going to get heavily into logic, man. She's going to be on the, uh, the new sampler using the drum machines. Mm.
1: I think this is great news James for personal reasons because I think it's hot when women use music software or any kind of software to be honest but also it's fantastic that uh, young women can see that it's not weird to use music software you can be a cool person like Kylie and do it as well what it, do you reckon it is
0: so not weird that billboard have written a whole article about yeah it. <laughs> it's so run-of-the-mill and normal Mm-hmm. that the article has been picked up by other publications. She and... is
1: a trailblazer, <laughs> and she's doing Gen X proud, mate. So that's all you need to know about Ms. Kylie Minogue.
0: What do you think Kylie Minogue's favourite space designer preset is?
1: Do you know, I don't know space designer. I wish it was in live, mate. I, I tell you what, though, I bet she in loves... What's the FM synth in Logic
0: Calls? I don't know, actually.
1: Oh, man, well, it's very simple, but I bet she makes some deep house basses with that, buddy. You know it.
0: <laughs> do, 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 do got uh, quite a few releases and they're good but they're not massive enough to talk about for so long but we're going to talk about them in little bits first of all are
1: you saying this is a new regular feature that uh, we're
0: gonna god, have no. to do every time okay, Abso- okay, absolutely okay, okay. not there is u- news roundup. oh god no please <laughs> <laughs> uvi shade Oh, okay. Shady. So called creative filter and EQ.
1: This doesn't look like what UVI normally do.
0: No, they're usually into sort of doing sampled instruments and stuff like that. But this is what turns out to be. A hugely <laughs> comprehensive wow. EQ, which is uh, meant for creative effects and stuff like that. Well, it looks bonkers, James. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, you've got the frequency spectrum along the top and all the all your bands, and you've got a load of uh, modulators in the bottom, basically. Mm. Imagine...
1: <laughs> a modulator in your bottom? Ow. Ima-
0: <laughs> imagine FabFilter Pro-Q, but with all the uh, modulators from FabFilter's uh, synths.
1: Oh, my God. Crazy. Well, it would be like whatever the filter plugins called. Volcano. Volcano. That's a blast from the past for you. Um, I like. Look at this. Look at this picture, James. I know you can't see it if you're listening at home, but look how bendy it is and all those <laughs> springy bits. What
0: I mean, the comb? I've, yeah,
1: I've never seen anything quite
0: like it. He's got a comb filter. He's anyway, got a comb filter. Basically, creative EQ. Yeah.
1: Um, that sounds nice. Are you excited by this development? It's
0: quite a good idea, actually. I think uh, another way to have gone would be to make it very simple and to be doing a load of EQ effects under the hood rather than elaborate settings. You no, know, I like
1: the look of it.
0: That one is 79 US dollars, 79 euro clamp. But that is only the intro to clamp,
1: October 31st. Yeah, that's
0: the intro clamp price, and the rego clamp price is 129.
1: Yeah, and there's a f- free... 15 day trial james if you want to check it out yep. you, you gonna check it out
0: nope that oh, is okay. uvi shade check it out if you wish uh what's next
1: james you're aware of the company roland's
0: uh yes little japanese chap <laughs>
1: yes, yeah yeah roland he was danger mouse's sidekick i believe <laughs> um tr8 tr8s tr6s uh yeah
0: okay um, that's it, a, that's the new one is it
1: yeah it's a new one it's small um it apparently it's got all the sounds from the tr 8s but in a smaller form factor and it's a little bit cheaper buddy
0: so these are their lovely black and green new school drum machines i and bet it
1: doesn't have all the crazy lights of the um uh, of the bit of its big bro um but actually do you know what it does have a lot of colorfulness it's got some faders. It's got some pads. It looks pretty ditty, but pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it's all about the sound, James. This thing is probably going to sound bleeding wicked. $400. Oh, uh,
0: uh, that's not bad. How much is the A test, though? Well, it's
1: 559 on Toman, buddy. Mm. So that's a significant saving, but you are getting a much bigger machine.
0: See, I would go for the small one anyway, because I wouldn't be expecting to use it that much.
1: Yeah, and plus, everyone lives in flipping rabbit hutches now. No one's got any room for anything. So I say small is beautiful, James. Yeah,
0: and this one certainly does look beautiful. The Roland TR-6S, you said it's got all the same sounds as the 8S.
1: Apparently so, mate. I haven't looked into it any more than that. So
0: it's it's just taking them out on an SD card and put that SD card into the... Success jobs are good, and that's yeah, what they've done, right? You
1: can import your own samples, yeah. It's okay. got an FM engine, it's got 808, 909, 707, and six oh six, etc. 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 So, yeah, I mean, like to be honest, if you want a drum machine, this seems like a no brainer, I reckon. Yeah,
0: I think so. If you've got the money, money, money,
1: James, what would you think? Of the mini prophets.
0: What, like some kind of pygmy Jesus?
1: Uh yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about a small uh version of a uh, Prophet. Is it Prophet 5? Is it Prophet? Five.
0: Yeah, the uh, original sequential circuit Prophet 5 is being slimmed down by a Japanese synth maker called... Pico Pico Factory.
1: Uh, Yes, except it's not for sale. And this is one of those annoying stories where it's for like a trade show or something. So we don't know if this will ever exist. We don't know. We
0: don't know if it'll ever exist, but it's at least not a rendered photo. You know, that's
1: true. This is a real physical object in the real world. They've
0: built a real thing, even if it's actually a shell. It's got 37 mini keys. It's got MIDI. It's got uh, battery power. And (laughs) you'll love this. Built-in speakers. Oh, wow.
1: Yes, built-in speakers. What every bit of uh, professional music hardware needs. Sure, sure.
0: This is actually, this just actually does take my fancy. Um, oh, really? I don't know how much it would be, but it would be... Loads. It would be very cute to have a tiny Profit 5. Uh, no one's sure if it's uh, analog or digital, but I think the idea is... Uh, Surely
1: digital.
0: I don't know. I mean, it depends on the price point, doesn't it? You know, I'm sure I, can
1: you fit all the Profit 5 stuff in that tiny box? I mean, I guess you've got <laughs> a boog is pretty small. I have
0: no idea, but I assume they've uh, maybe made some headway in uh, music technology in the last uh, few decades. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would, I would be quite into it, depending on the price, just to have a little one there if it was analogue. How so. much
1: would you actually pay for this luxury, James?
0: Actually, having said that, if uh, having asked me for a price, mm. I'd probably... I probably wouldn't go up to over 250.
1: There is no way in hell. Nah,
0: you're right. You're right. Unless it's uh, fully digital. They probably... Would they have to... Even then. Would they have to license anything? Probably not because it's uh, way out of patent.
1: Oh, is that right? Mm. I don't know about the law, James. All I know is break the law. Well, that's cool. And it's uh, at some flipping uh, fair in uh, the Tokyo Maker Fair, which is on from 3rd of October. So it's on now. <laughs> it's
0: still on as we record this. Let's go.
1: Okay, right. Okay, book the plane tickets. We're off. Shroom.
0: Alright right tim it's been lovely for you to have me today yeah hasn't it but it's time for us to finish the episode this is not much more new stuff to talk about
1: well i think that's i think we've made the right choice there mate there's no point us just blathering on and on in endless sentences that just really don't go anywhere oh yeah go back on themselves and you're really not learning anything and everyone's just
0: waffling you're waffling
1: on and on for hours and hours brevity is the soul of wit james
0: that's, that's what I heard. Well, anyway, before we go, a special thanks to a new patron, David Schultz. Thank you, sir.
1: Hey, nice one, Dave. Big up yourself.
0: And uh, if you want to join the illustrious Clam Club and get access to uh, our bonus episodes and extra videos too, you can do so at patreon.com slash a 4 Podcast. Or you can send us money via PayPal at a4ppodcast.com.
1: And we're cheap, aren't we, James? Oh,
0: we're really cheap. Like, we'll take any money. We'll
1: give it up for a dollar, isn't it? Yeah. Is that, is that right?
0: As little as one clam.
1: That is a small amount of money, James.
0: <laughs>